You're listening to the PCAST. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what's unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, somehow once more forcing my way into creativity following Days in Paradise. He is Dylan Schwartz, and I don't care what he did while I was gone, and neither do you. Dylan, ask me how Jamaica was. I was there. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. You know, I really don't feel like asking, but... I don't care. <laughs> Jamaica was really fun. Uh... You know, obviously, it's not like we spent a whole lot of time uh, with some downtime or anything else. It was it was a lot of basketball. It was a business trip, uh, but there was there was a little bit of rest and a little bit of relaxation in there amongst the basketball games. Uh, got a chance to get some sun, walk on the beach, and uh, experience a little bit of Jamaican life. You know, obviously, on the resorts, it's not quite the same as it is out in the rest of Montego Bay or Kingston or wherever you happen to be. But uh, poverty's still a very real and very uh, very present thing even when you're as sheltered as i feel like we were from it in jamaica and uh, you know just seeing that and seeing how they live and the joy that they still carry themselves with uh takes me into this thanksgiving season with a quite a bit of thankfulness in my heart and uh, i think that's something we should discuss this week dylan what are you thankful for you know first and foremost thankful for my family and thankful for these opportunities that you know i'm able to to do and you know really just everything in my you know personal life is going really well and i'm um, just you know thankful for all of that and thankful to just sit down and be able to to eat food and, and watch football on, on thursday i'm thankful for my wife my son my dogs good books and bad scotch <laughs> last two weeks we've had a break since our last podcast and um it's going to take us forever to get through this backlog of stuff that you guys have been doing while we've been away uh, remind me to never take two weeks off again, but we'll start it with football. No point in talking about what happened against EIU, but the takedown of Murray State was a fitting cap to Austin Peay's season. Before the game, uh, the Govs honored their 18 seniors for the contributions to the program, and while the game was actually close until around the fourth quarter, the Govs broke it open after that, uh, led by Jeremiah Oswald's four touchdown passes. He is the first quarterback with at least four touchdown passes in three games in a season. That has never been done ever, so big props to Jeremiah Oswald. Ever, ever, ever? Yeah, or just ever. ever, here, ever. Well, here at Austin P. Ever, I, can, <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh I, my gosh, yeah, wow, I, I, that I, was. I think, I think of a, I can think of a good, pr- few good quarterbacks right now in the NFL that are tearing up that might have a shout for that statistic. Um, not Drew Brees, yeah. Pat Mahomes, Jared Goff. I can't think yeah. of any more after that though. Rare time I'm not going to mention Tom Brady in that conversation. Well, besides that, but not actually mentioning him for the statistic. But moving on, and uh, Austin P. F- related matters in the Murray State game. Um, Oatesfall threw two of his touchdowns to both D'Angelo Wilson and D.J. Montgomery. Montgomery ended his season with 10 touchdown uh, catches, which is fourth most all-time in a single season for the Govs. Um, Kentel Williams also had a big day on the ground. He finished his season with eight yards a carry and is now over 2,000 yards rushing all-time in his career, which is good for sixth in program history. Also, Military Appreciation Day, seeing some of the the footage and some of the photos from that day, you could tell it meant a lot to our friends at Fort Campbell and the surrounding families to be able to come down here. A special moment um, after the game as members of the Austin Peay football team presented families of those missing in action or killed in action with a a customized jersey of their loved one's name on their back. I just thought that was a really touching and fitting tribute. Uh, It seemed to really move a lot of people, and, you know, that's – we do what we can when we can, and, you know, it's they're out there saving lives, so any little bit that we can do to, to honor and show our love and respect for those those men and women, I mean, we, we take those opportunities. 
And also, uh, Heritage Bank battled the Board of Victory for the Governors, the second of the year for the Govs in the season-long uh, battle for supremacy with rival Murray State. Austin P. Men's Basketball, 1-3 and three since last we talked, but could certainly be 3-1 and one with a couple of breaks going their way. Uh, the Mississippi State game in Starkville last Friday was an L, but chances were there to take down USF and Campbell as part of the Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic. Forced overtime against USF down in Tampa, LaQuincy Rideau, who had been 4 of 10 at the line uh, on that night, hit 2 of 2 to close out the game and give the Bulls a close victory against the Governors. Terry Taylor, with 21 points and 17 rebounds, helped the Gus take down Central Connecticut on Friday at the uh, Jersey Mike Jamaica Classic uh, Montego Bay opener. And then the Gus played Campbell down to the wire, despite the Camels employing the NCAA's number two scorer in Sunday's contest, which closed out our stay in Mobay. The Gus will get a chance at some revenge against Campbell in December at the St. Pete Shootout. And as for things happening close to home, Volleyball's watch has ended following a second straight Ohio Valley Conference regular season title and another appearance in the OVC championship match. Tanner Mott and the Governors secured the regular season title two weeks prior after thrashing SIUE in Eastern Illinois, and things were going swimmingly in the first two rounds of the OVC tournament as they whipped up on Tennessee State and Jacksonville State to advance to the tournament championship match for the second straight year, as mentioned earlier. Uh, just earlier there, but they ran up ran up against a Murray State unit that was eager to avenge a loss in last year's final, and they just had trouble against the Racer squad and that hit better for hit better than 300 for the match, and you know it was a disappointing end for that senior class. But it, that senior class has accomplished so much over the course of its collective career at Austin P, and there's certainly a lot to be proud of for those for those players. Staying on the hardwood though, uh, the Women's hoops was just scoring and scoring and scoring. Uh, scored 85 or more points three times in four games since the last time we talked to you, including the first time ever where they scored at least 90 points in back-to-back home games after beating Christian Brothers and Trevecca. They also put up a hundred against Christian Brothers, which is, which at the time was the first hundred-point game in 430 games, dating back all the way to the 2002 season. They then. Um, Thrash Trevecca, 90-78. The score was, you know, only 12 points, but I think the stat line indicated maybe more of a, of a more dominating edge on that game. Then we got to talk about Ariel Gonzalez's Ariel Gonzalez Varner's huge night last night against Mississippi Valley State, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. So I really hope I remember it all. Um, she finished with a total stat line of 32 points and 23 rebounds, both career highs, and the 23 rebounds were a new Austin P school record. And we think it is the first 30-point, 20-rebound performance from any Austin P player ever. And this is a program that has a long history of having really good forwards from Tierra Banks in more recent times, stretching back to Jerlon Harden and Ashley Haynes in the early to mid-2000s. To be the first of anything among that group is pretty good. That'll lead us into some superlatives and accolades that our student-athletes have picked up uh, throughout the course of this last couple of weeks is we've gotten into postseason honors in football and volleyball. Seven Austin Peay football players earned all OVC nods. Second straight year, the governors have picked up seven honorees. Senior Gunnar Slotto, his third career honor and his Hall of Fame candidacy now is going to be a capital T thing in about five years when he becomes eligible. 
Second honor for Jason Williams and Kintel Williams. First for Byron Glass, Ethan Self, Malik Davis, and Wontarius Bryant. And really, that's just a continuation of an incredible year for Wontarius Bryant. Uh, started the fall receiving a scholarship. Uh, that video went viral. Got engaged post game at one of our home games, and now ends his year with a um, an All OVC year, All OVC honor. Just an, an incredible fall for Wontarius Bryant. Academically, Ryan Rockensus also was honored for the second year in a row as an academic all-district choice by the College Sports Information Directors of America. Hey, that's us. <laughs> uh, going to volleyball, uh, postseason honors, you had seniors Logan Cargill, Cecily Gable. Boy, you butchered the snot out of Logan's name. Really? Logan Cargill? Cargill. Okay. Yeah. I thought, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess we have to go back and remind the tape to see about that one, but... Uh, Logan Carger, Cecily Gable. Carger. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> For the third time's a charm, Logan Carger, Cecily Gable, and Kristen Stucker all earned uh, all of VC honors for the volleyball team, and Stucker earned an unprecedented third straight Center of the Year honor, and head coach Taylor Mott a second straight OVC Coach of the Year award. Stucker and Gable are honored on and off the court as well. They both earned all tournament honors and COSIDA academic all district selections. Keeping it on the hardwood for the men's basketball team, Terry Taylor picked up his first career OVC Player of the Week honor and joined teammate Jarrett Givens on the all-tournament team at the Jamaica Classic. So just a packed week with a lot of people picking up a lot of hardware, both in-season and post-season, as the Govs continue to shine on their chosen field of competition. We will take a break and bring in Sean Whittinghill of the Austin football team. Uh, very excited for this one. Looking forward to talking to Sean, and we will do so right after this. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next man. I've been down before to come up, I ain't stressing. Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Line them up, line them up, line them up. Spread the sun shining on me, get my heart up, no matter that trouble surrounding us. Our guest today, man of many talents, many of them on the football field, Sean Whittinghill from Louisville, Kentucky. Did I say Louisville right? Close enough. Louisville, but Louisville will be okay. All right. Sean, thank you for coming on today. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you're ready to get home for Thanksgiving. I am. So uh, do you basically live on Twitter? Because I was scrolling through your timeline today just thinking, i gotta, I got to figure out some things to ask him. And I just kept scrolling and kept scrolling and just kept scrolling. And it's like, you got, like are you, do you just constantly just sit on Twitter like retweet, retweet, retweet? I do. And the bad thing is I'll take breaks from homework and I'll be like, okay, let me take a five-minute break. And that will go well until I hop on Twitter and then five minutes turns into an hour. Because there's so much content on Twitter that is just hilarious. And I can't help myself. And my girlfriend will tell you that she almost unfollowed me before <laughs> we got here because she followed me. And she was like, this weird dude stays on Twitter all the time. And she tells me about that all the time. How? So it's not just like in the last year or two years. Like no. you, You've been doing this forever. For, yeah, this is me. Never so, change up. You, you mentioned before you came here, what made you choose Austin P in the first place? Because this was not exactly a destination spot at the time. Well, um, I mean, I wasn't really recruited that heavily by anybody. Um, 
And then uh, just kind of one day, this is after the football season, after everybody was telling me, you know, you're close to an offer, which they never ended up offering me. Uh, Coach Cannon called me and was just like, hey, to introduce himself. This is Kirby Cannon from Austin P State University. I had no idea who Austin P was, who he was, where it was at. I was thinking, I just assumed Austin, Texas. So I was like, oh, shoot, some school in Texas is offering me. And, of course, he, you know, mentioned that it was Division One AA. And um, they offered me a scholarship, and I was just, like, that's just something I was praying about. It was, like, I really wanted to play Division One football, but I wasn't getting the opportunity. Um, so the fact that he called and offered me that, like, it just, it really meant the world to me. And um, I didn't end up getting any more offers. I got some walk-on things, but I didn't get any more scholarship offers. So come signing. Well, at first I took my visit. I took an unofficial. We played Tennessee Tech and got beat by, like, 40 points in 2014 and then <laughs> I took my official visit and that's kind of what sold it was just the people that I met and I was hosted by Rashawn Coleman and I think that was a perfect matchup because we're we were kind of the same person at the time and we just like went to the game or like we went to uh to the basketball game and then we kind of just went home and listened to music and just chilled and stuff and just kind of talked and had a couple other players over there and I got to meet some of the guys and just um the interactions I had with them just really sold that family aspect that I really enjoyed. And now I'm here and I love it. When you're being recruited, what does the phrase close to an offer mean? Close to an offer. I guess like they just kept telling me like, Hey, we kept up with the game. We saw that you had so-and-so tackles and saw you had these statistics and you're doing so great. You're working so hard. Keep working. You're getting closer to an offer every day. And like, just basically saying like, if I keep doing what I'm doing, maybe one day I'll get an offer. Stringing along. Yes, exactly. Since you got here, you've had to overcome a lot, obviously. I mean, as you staggered in here today with your <laughs> leg in a brace once yeah. more, I swear I've never seen you without some kind of <laughs> brace yeah. on some part of your body. You've had to you had to deal with a lot as far as injuries. How do you how do you keep getting knocked down when it comes to injuries and keep getting back up? Well, yeah, I mean, coming into college, I guess it was just a long time coming because I never had any injuries at all coming into college. And then freshman year, I had a, I guess, you know, a healthy year. I redshirted, but I didn't really miss anything. I practiced all through the entire year. Um, so my first big injury was when I tore my MCL, my redshirt freshman year, and that, that hurt not only physically but uh, spiritually and emotionally. And it, it took a toll on me, and I was – kind of going through it for a minute, but then I realized, you know, I had people I could lean on who could, you know, encourage me every day, just knowing that me sitting there being sorry for myself isn't going to help the situation at all. So um, just having that mentality of no matter how, you know, painful the situation is or how hard it is, I always got to keep pushing forward. And I, it's my thing, like, I want to make sure that I don't allow my circumstances to affect how I treat other people or how other people see me. So just trying to always be that guy that's encouraging or that's positive no matter what the situation is for me um, is just kind of my motto. So and just having my faith to lean on, having my community to, leave on, to lean on uh, has just really helped me keep getting back up every time I'm pushed down. You, you maintain that energy, though, like at, at every sporting event. You're one of the voices that's most loudly heard of, of all. Is it – is it difficult to stay 
up, up, up all the time when it seems like sometimes life just keeps dragging you down, keeps dragging you down? I don't think so because that's what motivates me is that like I really enjoy what I do and that's my my favorite time of the year. I hate the summers because it's just football here working out. Like it's just us. So when we get, to, even though I can't stand doing this classwork, I do enjoy the semesters because we have sports and I have the opportunity to go and cheer on everybody and just be positive. Cause I know how much it means to me when I look up and I'm gonna give a shout out here to uh, the baseball team at the football games. They're always, always going and just being able to look up and see them or see, you know, our other student athletes uh, sitting there cheering us on, it means a lot. And I know me going to games uh, like volleyball or basketball where it's a smaller area where my voice can be heard more, I know that's going to mean a lot because I know they can hear me. And I'll have, uh, you know, the athletes on those teams come mention it to me or the coaches and talk about how much it means to them. And just knowing that I can do my part in motivating them and keeping them going, that that's really just – I love that. So so you were kind of the AP Govs Cup before it was even – <laughs> dreamt up because yeah. you were you've been doing this this yes. is this has been a long time with you uh, does does seeing you at volleyball inspire volleyball to then support not just you but the the next team or basketball in the spring with baseball in the spring with uh -huh. softball everybody you you guys support one another so much yeah it's it's unlike anything else that I've ever experienced in college athletics where not only is a team turning out for another team, but the whole department is turning out for football. Yeah. The whole department turns out for soccer. Is it is it part of what makes Austin P a special place? Oh, for sure. That's what when I have recruits that I'm hosting or when I go back home and I have people asking me about like what it is about Austin P because I'm always I'm a very big Austin P fan. Like, yes, I go here and I'm an athlete here, but I truly am a fan of everything about Austin P. And it's kind of corny and it's kind of sad, but I love it. But the thing that I tell everybody is it's such a special place because of the community that we have in the athletic department where, I mean, yeah, every once in a while you'll have people that don't get along with each other, but just the overall atmosphere of just being there for each other and there's rarely any games where you go where there's not other student athletes supporting each other and i just i really do love that i enjoy that but i don't think that's me going back to the question you asked at first i don't think that's necessarily me inspiring anybody to do that because i think it's so many people that do it and i, I feel like there's people that do a better job than i do i just i'm just louder than they are and some people can't help that and i just kind of know more people than they do so then it just kind of looks like i'm the guy out front but i'm really not there's so many people that do the same thing i'm doing so but being out there and being present at all those events is that part of how you built kind of your austin p family was being supportive of them at their events oh for sure because if i wasn't doing that then i would just have my teammates and then the people i've met through fca and that's really it so me going out there doing that that's how i get a name for myself and that's how like i'll go on campus and random people will know my name but i know it's not from my athletic stuff because i'm not doing anything really i know it's from cheering other people on you're sean at the basketball game yeah that's sean me at the you're that game. super fan yeah eku has super fan donna and austin p has super fan sean you know her name yes how do you know her name i don't even know her name i just know her as eku super fan no super fan donna everybody knows that come on 
What, did you meet her after a game or no, something? No, like, <laughs> when we went to EKU last year, she was screaming and stuff like that. Uh, I forgot how somebody up in the crowd uh, was, because she, she was talking to us. We were kind of talking back. It was all in fun, though. And somebody just said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, oh, Donna over here is going to get at you or something like that. I was like, your name is Donna? And she's like, yeah, my name's Donna. And I was like, man, watch out. <laughs> so super fan Donna. Man, I wouldn't have pictured her as a Donna. If, <laughs> if y'all don't know who we're talking about, the next time we play EKU and something, just go sit kind of <laughs> close to the visitor section and you will figure it out. Also, she went viral at a UK basketball game <laughs> where she was yelling at the refs and her, you know, super country Kentucky accent. Uh, talking about how you like them apples and going all crazy and stuff. So there you go. All right, let's play either or. Oh gosh, just whatever comes into your mm. mind first. Say it and then give me why. Hot or cold? Cold. Fame or fortune? Fame. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Blonde or brunette? And I have a feeling I know the answer. Brunette. Funny or smart? <laughs> Hold on. I better have said that right because <laughs> I would have got in trouble. All right. What is it? Funny or smart? Um, Better watch your step here with this one, too. <laughs> I, uh, that's a hard question because it's like I don't want somebody that's funny and not smart or somebody that's smart and not funny. Um, I asked the tough questions here, man. Yeah. I'll probably say smart, I guess. Small group or big party? Small group, for sure. Slacker or overachiever? Overachiever. Hey, y'all, quick break to talk about our friends at Bojangles. Bojangles is a proud sponsor of Austin P. Athletics and wants to remind you, tis the season for fried turkeys. Order yours today at participating locations for a limited time or while supplies last. Call your local Bojangles today to check availability. This year, give thanks and celebrate with a Bojangles seasoned fried turkey. That's Bojangles, a proud sponsor of Austin P. Athletics. You mentioned FCA a couple of times. Yeah. What got you involved here on campus in the first place with FCA? Well, um, I've always kind of had a thing for FCA. You know, back in high school, I uh, attended FCA. It was very small. It was like six people that came every Thursday morning that we did it. Um, but I got really close with, um, you know, our – I guess rep that you know helped my school out his name was Scott Long uh, and he helped me out with some opportunities to go speak at uh, you know FCA conventions up in Louisville so I like FCA had a special place in my heart in um, back home so already and by the way that speech is on YouTube somewhere so you could probably find it uh, hmm. and uh, so when I came here I, I think the first semester like I may have went to one or two meetings but I was kind of you know doing my own thing and um I got in contact with uh uh JC he was the he was the one that was running FCA at the time and he was just like you know you need to come up here because he came and talked to our team and I just talked to him afterwards and he was like you know I just feel like you'd be a good fit over at FCA and like you should come through invite some friends so I just went and I really enjoyed it and just the people that I met there. And that's all my best friends that I'm just constantly in contact with. That's through FCA. And I've just gotten so close to them and so close to just FCA as a whole. And just that's my favorite day of the week is Monday is just being able to go and see my guys. So 
you mentioned that you were really, really consistent with it in high school and kind of first semester of college, it was sort of not on the radar as yeah. much. When you get to college and everything is so new, is it tough to continue some of those same things that have been heavy priorities to you previously? Because oh, college is always sure. like starting yeah. a new life. It is. Um, I think because for me, I was all about, one, I thought I was busy. I wasn't. Looking back, I was not busy at all my freshman year. Like, you don't really have anything to do. Uh, I thought I was busy, so I was like, that was my excuse. I was telling myself for why I couldn't do many of the things that I was once a passionate passionate for, um, mainly FCA. And the other one was church. I was just like, oh, no, like I got to sleep in because, you know, I'm so busy and my body hurts and whatever, stuff like that, lying to myself. Um, but just trying to get adjusted and, you know, just trying to basically, like you said, like it's a new life and just trying to figure out what is going on, like how am I supposed to do this without the supporting cast I had back home. So, Is it now that you've got some experience, is it easier for you to kind of find that next generation of, I wouldn't say lost, but people that are just new to college, trying to find their way, need some guidance. Is it easier for you to take on that mentorship role? Oh, for sure. You know, and that's why we do the peer mentor um, little thing for the athletic department. And my <laughs> hold on. my first year mentees will tell you I wasn't the best at that. And because <laughs> it was bad, actually, I wasn't I was horrible. Um, but, you know, this time around, I try to do a better job of being more diligent with uh, those mentees that I had. I didn't do the best job at this one either, but it was a lot better than that first year. But I do have um, some freshmen on the team that I keep on the football team that I keep, uh, you know, in contact with. And I'm always trying to press into their lives. If it's annoying, I don't care because I want them to know that, you know, they've got somebody that's older than them, that's been through what they're going through, that knows the struggle, that knows when they're trying to BS their way out of stuff because I've been there but also knows that there's somebody that cares for them and that really wants to genuinely help them with what's going on. So, Talk about the peer mentor program a little bit, even though you say you're bad at it. I'm trash. assuming you're – Super trash. I'm assuming you're lying. Um, I'm not. <laughs> how valuable is that program, do you think, now? Because you were one of the last generation that I think came through without having it, correct? Probably uh, something like that. So can you kind of see the – the ascension of the department as a whole alongside taking a more active interest in the lives of the incoming student athletes and trying to give them a good solid foundation of somebody to lean on in their first year as a college student. Yeah. Like, you know, of course, like you were saying, you know, when I was coming in my first two years, you know, I didn't have that. So I just had some guys on the team to look up to that were just kind of bringing me along. Um, and you know, some of the influences aren't always the best, but I really enjoy this thing that they're doing because they kind of, you know, pick the people that they pick the upperclassmen that they think are going to do their best or have a good influence on, um, you know, these new guys coming, coming in. And, um, even if we don't do the best job like myself, uh, what I'm makes telling you, think you're bad at because this? I, I do a bad because look, they tell us you know we need to do things like meet with them outside of the setup meetings that we have and you know grab lunch with them or something. And get I didn't do none of that. 
and every once in a while, you know, I send like a little group. We have a group message, so I send in there, you know, a little meme or something like, "What's up? Whole class going well?" And that was it. Like I wouldn't really check up on them as much as I could have. I could. I'm all I'm saying is I could have did a better job, and I understand that. Um, but just being able to have people that are better than me, mentors that are better than me, that are able to um, always check up on them and if they have questions. And now that was one thing as well, though, like even though I didn't do the best job at checking in on them, they did. I made it very clear that if they have any questions about anything, whether it's school, sports, life, whatever it may be, I will always have a open phone policy, open door policy, like just knowing that they have somebody they can turn to. So if anybody has the excuse of, you know, I don't have anybody or I don't know what I'm doing because nobody lets me know, that's a lie because that they've done such a good job, the athletic department has, of putting people into these, um, not only freshmen, but, you know, transfers too, uh, just their lives to help them, you know, come along here at Austin P. So I don't think you're – from the sounds of things, you can't be bad at this because you put a whole lot of thought <laughs> into it. All right, Prowse questionnaire time. Oh, man. What is your favorite word? Favorite word, persevere. Why? Because, man, uh, not, I mean, you know, myself, I've gone through some stuff in my life, you know, but everybody has. And just knowing that when times get hard, you can't just give up. And I, that's one of my pet peeves is that when people just give up on things, when the, you know, the stuff gets hard and just knowing that I've always been one where I pride myself on no matter how many times I get beat down, will always get back up. It doesn't matter what the situation was. And my thing is, you know, I I follow, you know, I'm a Christian, so I I read the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I try to live my life the best way I can to be like him. And he didn't live a comfortable life. He was very uncomfortable. So if I'm going to follow somebody that didn't live an uncomfortable life, why do I feel like I have the right or, you know, should just live a comfortable life when, he didn't, and I'm trying to strive to be like him. So knowing that if I get put into uncomfortable situations, um, I find comfortability in that, and that's why I persevere, and that's why I just love that word because that's me, perseverance. What is your least favorite word? That's probably, well, I imagine it's one word, too hard. Too hard. I hate that. Nothing's too hard. What sound do you love? What sound do I love? What sound do I love? All right, so they got, like, these weird satisfying videos, whatever they're called on Instagram and, like, Snapchat and stuff. And I don't know what it is, but it's, like, a sponge-looking thing when they squeeze it, like, crunches. I don't know. I just love it. It's like, I don't know. It's weird, but I love it. It sounds great. Oddly satisfying. And I, I know I'm... Now I know I'm old when I'm like a sponge on Instagram. I don't even know. What I don't, you're I don't know. About. That's probably a horrible description, but it that's what I see it as. What trait do you have that you wish you didn't have? Trait. Oh, procrastination. Oh, I'm the worst. And I heard Zach talking about that on his and I, I'm probably Y'all worse. Y'all can start cribbing your answers. From the guy I'm not. I'm just saying cuz he said it and I started thinking about it, but that's that's really mine and uh I do a really bad job of procrastinating everything, but I get it done. Just the last just, second. Just the last second. Like that paper I just had to turn in right before this, <laughs> right before this uh, podcast. What deceased person do you most admire? Deceased person do I most admire? 
Man, there are so many. Golly. What deceased persons do I most admire? Jeez, man. <laughs> um, I will have to say, just because this is the one that's at the top of my mind, and I'll probably think of something else when I leave here, but Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and that's, you know, he was not perfect. Um, he had a lot of things going on in his personal life that's, you know, come to light lately. But, um, you know, nobody is perfect. But at the same time, he used his platform that he had for so much greater than what he was. And I just love that about him, that even though he wasn't perfect, he knew he wasn't perfect. He still did what he had to do to, you know, make the world a better place. And I think he did that. If not football, what sport would you have been successful at? Oh, I'm the best at every sport there is. I'll just play it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel like football is the only sport that I'm good at, <laughs> to be honest. I have no idea. Whose Some face man. should be the next one added to American currency? Harriet Tubman. I thought she'd already been added. No, she's going to. Oh, okay. She's going to be added. We're We're locked in on her. Who after her? Okay. Who after her? Barack Obama. Okay. If you had to live on life support, would you prefer that or would you prefer to have the plug pulled? Yo, <laughs> this is, okay, not expecting this. Yeah, we take a dark turn around here every once in a while. Um, I mean, is there any chance of me? You just live on life support. You either you either get better or you won't, but it's uh. I guess I'd say just keep me on. I know it's going to be difficult, but. Everything's a season. It passes. So either I'm going to pass literally or I'm going to pass through it on the better side of that. What is your present state of mind? Present state of mind. <laughs> uh, present state of mind. Get this money. Not necessarily <laughs> like literally money, but just <laughs> everything that's everything that I can obtain, every goal that I can grasp. Like, let's get it. Whatever I got to do to work to get that, let's go and get it. What do you want to do? Yeah, long term, obviously. I want to teach. I teach high school. I had uh, I didn't have that many male teachers in my life, and I had a few. I had a few, and they were okay. Um, but the thing is, you know, I had a lot of positive male role models in my life. Um, I grew up in a single parent household with my mom. So I had to look to outside sources to, you know, help bring me up as a man. And the stuff that they did for me, even at the time when it was, you know, I was acting all crazy, being bad and stuff, and they just kept pulling me along, pulling me along, and it finally clicked one day, like, you know, I have a higher purpose than what I'm doing. Like, they meant so much to me. So I want to be in a profession where I can be a positive male role model to to just kids, man, and just, you know, let them know that whatever situation you're in now, like you, you can make it out. Because, you know, I went to a high school, not too many people are doing what I'm doing right now. And, you know, we've had a few before me, and like they're doing good stuff now. But ultimately, we haven't really had that many are, that are doing this. They either just go on to the workforce and like they go on to college for a little bit, kind of drop out, stuff like that. And just Showing that I didn't come from a place where everybody goes on to play college sports or everybody goes on to college, period. And the fact that I'm doing that and I'm still here, 
uh, just goes on to show, like, you know, you can do it. You can make it out of your situation. So I just want to be that person for, for people. Would you say that the the male role models that you had to find outside of the home were able to help you kind of construct the, the walk and the faith that you've put in the Lord? Oh, for sure. Because, like, the main two in my life are my grandfather, my papa, and uh, my uncle, you know, and they're – They've inst- they didn't they instilled that in me at an early age, you know. Obviously, my mom did, but just from a male perspective, it was them. And then I had, uh, I mean, both of my uncles, you know, Alan and Denny. They both have helped me with that. And then, of course, just hanging around the church all the time. You know, I had you know youth leaders and you know kids church leaders and things like that. And just people that have taken me under their wing, just showing me like this is. Like, as a man, this is how you need to be. This is how you need to behave. This is how you need to do that. And they've really just meant a lot to me. So, Do people underrate that aspect of helping raise a young man, whether it's a single-parent home or traditional household or whatever, that, you know, there's still something to be said for the the structure and the, the uplift that you get w- with a strong background in church? Oh, for sure. Because, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of – a lot of young men out here that are acting a fool. So <laughs> having that structure is very important, and I think, you know, this it can never be stated enough. So, Well, Sean, th- thank you for, for coming on today. I think you provide, whether you think so or not, I think you provide a positive role model for a lot of the, the young men that come through this program. And I think that by having you as their peer mentor or even just their friend, they're coming out of this place better than they did when they came into it so i appreciate that thank you for coming on today yes sir and every loss is a lesson tell my haters i confess treat them like the green bubbles on my iphone i probably never read the message if i ever took a loss i learned a lesson i won't ever think i'm better than the next man i've been down before the dump my body stressing baby i'm too busy counting all these blessings blessings kind of up 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 Thank you very much to Sean Whittinghill for consenting to join us this week. Um, And so after all that we did in the preamble and in the opening up of this, talking about all the fantastic things that happened over the previous two weeks, we've got nothing going on this week, basically. Two games until next Thursday. Men's basketball on the road at Ohio Saturday to close out the Jamaica Classic because, you know, you think Jamaica, you think Athens, Ohio. And women's hoops hosts Northern Kentucky next Monday in the Dunn Center. And with that being said, it is Thanksgiving, so go and spend it with your family. You know, if you want to maybe wake up early and go Black Friday shopping like an insane person, you do you. I might be forced into that with my girlfriend for the first time ever, so that might be an interesting experience. I did it once. There won't be a second. (laughs) Uh, maybe decorate your Christmas tree, you know, but make sure to start Friday when it should be socially and culturally acceptable to do so. And, you know, as always, spend time with loved ones. Or if you're failing at that, go try to find some people to love you. Or if not, you always always can watch football because unless you have a team playing. Football loves (laughs) you anyway. (laughs) Unless you are a fan of the (laughs) Oakland Raiders. (laughs) You should see the glare I'm getting right now. You're going to be punished for that. (laughs) 
couple of notices for our student athletes. Registration open now for spring semester. Combs, Katie, and Haley are your points of contact if you're an Austin student athlete. If you're part of the student body at large, you should probably know your advisor by now. If not, ask an adult. Uh, the readings at Burt Elementary and Buddy Ball are on a hiatus at the moment, but there's always men at Cafe and First Christian Church that need your help. So contact Haley Jacoby for more info for you or your team. As always, get in touch, stay in touch via web and social media. Dylan, where can people find us on the social medias? You can connect via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Let's Go P. And you can also follow each team-specific Twitter. Well, I guess you can follow them on Twitter, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. Um, shout out to Taylor Wiseman of Video Services and Tyler Davis in Digital Media. All those National Signing Day graphics that, you got, that you're seeing lately. Um, you know, produced by Tyler and all of those videos that you see on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram produced by Taylor. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Dylan, Cody Bush, Stefan Delay, and myself working hard over there to bring you all the information you'll ever need. We didn't even mention signing day. Uh, welcomed quite a few new members into the governor's family last week as early signing period opened. I know both basketball teams adding a lot of talent in this period, golf, volleyball as well. Uh, so welcome all of you into our little slice of the world, and hopefully one day you know you do really well and you prove to be interesting, and you'll be sitting here. And if you need tickets, you know who to contact by now. Uh, Katie Locke and Sydney Cooper. They have Sydney Hooper, excuse me. They have you covered in the ticket office, and you've seen the courtside seats for APSU basketball games. And now you got to go buy them. And Katie and Sydney have got the medicine for you. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com/podcast. Give us a rating and review. No real reason, just because you love us. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Fight me over whether or not it's acceptable to put up a Christmas tree two days after Halloween. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc. Yep, boy, I butchered my own email. <laughs> wilsonrc at apsu.edu, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye. I want to be with you all the time Every day, every night, you're my deja vu It sounds obsessive, but I think it's fine When you're gone, all I do is to think of you